Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, and welcome back to Inspired Leadership. My name is Tyler Bailey, and I'm here with Susan Power. Today, we have a special, special guest. Before I get to that, I just want to say thank you to our entire audience. Thank you for making this possible. If you're brand new listening to this podcast and you do like this cast, please give it a like or share it. You know, just just share it with a friend. Who knows? You might make their day. You might make their week. Let's move on to our next guest. Our next guest is Michelle Mraz. She's an internationally recognized inspirational speaker. She's a published author of Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, A Glimpse of Life While Lived, which is based on her TED Talk that she did in Colorado Springs in 2015. She is also the host of a weekly talk show radio, Conversations with Michelle, on KCMJ 93.9 FM. She is definitely committed to helping others live a more balanced life and building healthy beliefs in themselves. I know you're going to love this interview. I know we love doing it. Enjoy. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Inspired Leadership Podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Our, Our first question Tyler and I like to ask all our guests is, what does inspired leadership mean to you, Michelle? Inspired leadership means to me, basically what I, what's grown me into the, the leader that I am. I've watched leaders who I wanted to be when I grew up. It was basically how they live their lives on and off screen, basically on, on stage, off stage, in the office, whatever. They were the same people and they were good people and they gave to the society and they were part of the community. And I said, when I grow up, I want to be like that. They inspired me to be better, a better human, not just a part of the workforce. So when I think of leadership, I think it's full, full spectrum. Like inspiring you in all the different aspects of your life to grow. Yes, to be the best version of me. Yeah, and I have two in my head right now that I can share with you. Uh, One I met when I was in high school. She was a friend of mine. She was my friend's mother. And we lived overseas in the Philippines. We were military brats. And when I moved to the United States when I was 16, she was there. My friend was there. And her mother hired me to work at the credit union that she was president of. And this woman, who I already admired as a mom, and a band mom, you know, one of those kind of moms, I realized that she was the same person at work and she started mentoring me and she would challenge me and she believed in me and she trusted me and she would push me into different things to grow and learn my, and learn more about whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would go, oh no, I'm not good at that. She'd say, well, then go figure it out. She trusted me. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of that leadership, that, that inspired leadership. She believed in me so that I could believe in me. Mm-hmm. I see. And now I found a whole nother level in my world. I'm at the Bender Carey group now as their um, efficiency strategist. I'm a, I'm a international speaker. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with what I do, but I met another woman who said, I believe in you even more than what you believe in yourself at, at this point. And she's bringing me to a whole nother level. And so it doesn't matter where you are in your path of life. There are always inspired leaders just out there. You just got to make sure you see them or recognize them for the gift they truly are in your world. Mm-hmm. It, makes yeah. it, it makes it so important that people you surround yourself with, right? Because they can have such an impact on the way you think and spotting that potential. It seems to come up again and again. Hey, Tyler, in these casts that someone that sees the potential of another person first before you even see it yourself. Uh, exactly. Um, you know, 
I, I had the pleasure of seeing you speak at the um, Toastmasters International Conference in Denver, and you talked about personal magnetism. And uh, I would love for you to share a few tidbits of how you, how you pull in or attract the life that you want around you. Uh, what do you do? And I know you have a, an amazing, you have an acronym, you have a, a 45 minute hour talk on this, but I was hoping maybe you could even do a little bit with, with Susan could be fun to get <laughs> a, a few little bits and see what, cause I've been through it and I think it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so let's see let's just a few of the answers she says. I believe that perception is your reality. And when you want to bring things into your world, it's more than just saying, I want that, or I want this. It's more of a feeling of it. And so in my, the talk that you saw me in, Tyler, yeah, yeah. I was helping people embody the emotion of what they're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. So when I say embrace the predator in you, it's an animal, something that makes you feel strong, Susan. So basically, for those of you who are out there listening, <laughs> if you want to increase your magnetism to whatever in the world it is that you want, or a person, or a job, whatever it is, you need to shift your attitude into no one is better than you, and you are not better than anyone else. That's just the general rule, okay? We are different. That's it. We're just, we do things at different levels, but we're all the same. So now I understand why you said Tyler growled at you after your presentation in uh, Toastmaster International. <laughs> was that right? Like, who's yes. your predator, Michelle? My predator, honestly, <laughs> is um, um, well, someone screamed out cougar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I actually do see a cougar. I see more of a panther. And my husband calls me a puma because I'm only five foot. Call <laughs> <laughs> the dead panther. One. I love it. Because when I walk, when you want to embody this, this attitude, you need an animal that is respected and strong in your head. So some people have seen owls, some people see alligators, some people see cats, and you never, whatever, whatever feels strong to you, or a bear. Mm -hmm. And with me, it's a cat, and you can see it when I walk. I walk with my legs, that kind of, they kind of go out before the rest of my body, and there's this you hold your head higher, you hold your shoulders back higher. And when you do that, your body language tells everything around you, I own the space. Mm. I own the ground I walk in and I do not apologize for who I truly am. And I say, if you have a difficulty embracing that predator idea in your head, since you know we've changed the word predator to be mean, terrible people, and take it back. Predator is a majestic, strong, beautiful creature, and we are one of them. Now, if you have difficulty with that, put a song in your head till you remember it. You know, put a song in your head that pulls you up because no matter what kind of a day you're having, if you have a terrible day and you hear a song on the radio or whatever, it changes your entire mood. So mm -hmm. find a song that changes your mood to whatever mood you need to be in when you walk into a room or if you want to go into a job interview, whatever it is, your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and what you're perceiving. Mm. it's almost like a trigger for peak performance you get yourself in the right frame of mind for music right so you don't have to think about it you just bam you hear it you feel good and you're off and then what happens when you feel good your eyes light up your shoulders go back and you radiate i own my space I love it. That. yeah i gotta ask you michelle what what is your song or do you have more than one, maybe? I have multiple songs. Now, Tyler, did you want me to um, oh. give 
the Disney well, version or the the, uh, well, the regular I mean, version? Oh yeah, do it. Oh my gosh, you, it's it's great. So I've I got a question after this as well. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. I need uh, to back from the mic. Do it. So, when I walk into, oh gosh, I have different songs. So when I walk into, let's say, onto a big stage, I'm always nervous because I care. So I will walk on stage and in my head, I am singing. I'm every woman, it's all in me. And I will keep on walking on. And that's how I work. Wow. Uh, I do the same thing with networking groups. I'll walk in and I'll have another song in my head. And I, I told Tyler that I promised I would sing a Disney song because um, when I'm in a place where I'm not sure, I, I actually get scared in large crowds. So I will do something like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I don't know where that guy shoes, where his shoes could have met. No, I just pray <laughs> the words. Looking around, I'll here I see I'm the only speaker here. You know, and I'll just make up words. And I will smile because I'm scared, but I'm changing the words to a song as I'm walking through a crowd of people I'm actually afraid of. And they're all smiling at me because I'm smiling <laughs> as I'm making up a song as I see them. <laughs> It changes the perception of not only them looking at me, but of me accepting them into my world. You know, uh, Michelle, do you ever, when you, when you look at different people, do people ever give you songs to think about? Like, they, they, do people actually have a song for yes. that? So yes. some people you're like, oh yeah, that guy's a party. So it's like a party anthem song goes on, or this guy's <laughs> like, or this other, this other guy, you look at it, it's like, oh, you just feel kind of sad and like, oh, lonely. That's why I said, don't go on to, uh, into a room and do all by myself because they oh. miserable. That's probably what a lot of people think the public speaking. Exactly. Yeah. So you change the song, you change your attitude, you change everything about how you perceive and put that perception in the world. And now, if you want to draw another world into, let's say, a life or a job or whatever that is. It's the same concept. It's more than just seeing it. You must feel the emotion around it. So just like a really good story, you need to have, you need to be able to say, I want a job, okay? I want to be the next Oprah. I want to be known as Michelle, okay? I can't just see myself on stage. I need to feel myself on stage. I need to feel the lights. I need to feel where emotionally, how will I feel, um, financially, you know, where is my state of mind? It is more than just seeing yourself in the spot. It's feeling yourself as they're already just not walking through the door. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Cause you have to get into the emotion to really take action and buy into it. Right. You can't just tell yourself I'm going to do this. You have to feel it. And so you actually do it. And you're reminding me of a uh, best practice I heard about once for, uh, new hires, there was a company that would ask all their new hires what their favorite songs were, what their absolute favorite songs were. And then they did music on demand, play on demand, where there was music streaming at the corporation, wherever it was, I forget the name of the company, but it was all the employees' playlists of their favorite tunes. And it's now I realize exactly why they did it, because it gets them into that frame of mind. Monday morning, they hear the music and off they go. Yeah, it, it, it's magical. And, and People were asking me after my talk at the Toastmasters International Conference, how do I draw more into my life? How do I draw um, the perfect partner into my life? You know, that kind of thing. I said, embody it. Use that whole maps thing that magnetize, magnetize the attitude, the, the predator that you want in your brain, and whatever song that embodies that emotion you want to feel. 
mm. and feel it, walk it. Don't say one day, say I am. Mm. And Seriously, then, did you have an, an animal? I'm thinking about it. I, I, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next day or two. Yeah. Got to be something like you, you, you got to pick something majestic, right? Like yeah. well, whatever, because you don't want to be a squirrel because squirrels look scary. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> what, what, about, what, what about you, Tyler? Do you say anything? Well, yeah. So Michelle, you, uh, you walk people through it and you, you kind of set people up to think of their own animal. You're, you did a, a really good workshop. Um, you, and I remember I was waiting and all of a sudden this animal pops in my head and I say, Oh God, really? Is that me? What, what did you <laughs> say? So I, I was, because when you were talking, you're like, you want a lion or you want, you know, a cougar or you want something, a bear, you know, or I'm like, okay. Remember cougar. I had everyone running. Remember, animal, remember I had everyone running. Cause I oh, got to feel the energy right come through the ground and I had everyone running in place. And I said, yeah. feel the energy, that energy that goes into your belly and it's burning up in your belly and it goes into your heart. What do you feel? Yeah. What Dolphin. do you feel? Dolphin. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Dolphins are incredibly smart and they're the beautiful. Uh, they're playful. <laughs> okay. Oh, they're brilliant predators. You see, okay. have you seen them, how they fish? They do a cyclone and they force all their, what they're going to eat into one spot. And then they take turns going to the center and just opening their mouths and eating. They are brilliant predators. All right. Well, I will be a brilliant predator. Yeah, you are, you are an efficient predator. Who? I felt rather embarrassed at first and I had to think about, wait, now this has got to be me for some reason. There's a reason I thought about it. So if our listeners want to identify their own inner predator, they need to get into a good state of mind. And then how will it just come to them? Will it just pop into their head? Or what do you suggest for them to uncover? I want them to watch my video that Toastmaster International has out. Well, they're going to offer it to me and I'll put it up on my YouTube page too. So they can always follow my YouTube and it'll eventually go there. Or I can do another one, but a mini version. Because what I had is I, I had the whole room running. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was doing a we will we will and so I was doing that with them and I said do you feel the power do you feel the energy in your feet in your hands right and then I had them running for a little bit so if you feel that energy energy cannot be destroyed or created it just is and so when you take that energy through your feet through your hands and you have it in your belly you project it out to whatever you want it to be and it's the first thing that comes to your head mm, or I, <laughs> I will definitely link that to this cast, that YouTube video, and we'll get everyone, hopefully our listeners will comment on what their predator is as they discover. Yeah. Their predator and their song. Ooh, and song. song. Nice. Yes. I've been getting a lot of messages um, through Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn because people are like, oh, I finally figured out my song. Oh, I finally figured out my song. <laughs> That's wow. so much fun. In your first book, Michelle, Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, you talk about your inspiration, Mary, your sister, and how people can tackle being in a rut. For any listeners out there who might be in a, a rut, what do you suggest they do to get out of it? Get out of it. Oh, <laughs> just, just, it that's just snapped out of it. Get out. <laughs> get out of that rut. Well, and Mary is my mother-in-law. So mother-in-law. I, did my, I did my TEDx based off my mother-in-law. It's, that book is my, um, oh, okay. conclusion of that book is my TED Talk, is my TEDx. Okay. And 
it's about my mother-in-law and she was one of the other people who inspired me as a leader but she was my math teacher from my freshman year of high school so ninth grade mm -hmm. now to get out of ruts is when you recognize that you're doing the same thing over and over and over and if you need a walk through my tedx is on my website it's on everything my tedx you walk i'm walking you through it you need to be very intentional in your world so when you pay attention to what you're doing and you notice that you're doing the same thing all the time and looking for a different result what does einstein call that insanity insanity so if you want something different you must do something different if you see my tedx I was about 389 pounds. Wow, not anymore, that's crazy. Not anymore. And so I watched that TED, my TED talk and when I realized, I TEDx and I realized, I thought I was living intentionally, but if I intentionally was living, then why am I 389 pounds? So I started really watching everything I'm doing and I really started watching, being very intentional about what I did and I dropped 80 pounds. Well, after I dropped 80 pounds, which was pretty amazing in itself, just by changing what I was eating, you know, I was like, I, I never forbade, 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 is that a word? Forbade. Never forbade myself from anything. But what I said was, I don't want that. It's not, it's not for me. I would rather have this. And I was just shifting things. Well, about six months, oh, wow. So my TEDx, I had my brain injury. You know that part, right? Yeah. Should I give you some background? Uh, can you get, yeah, a little bit of background for our listeners, definitely. Okay. In 2014, May of 2014, I was in a car accident where I obtained a brain injury. Not one, four. I've lost my frontal lobe over my left ear, back of my head, and my two hemispheres have disconnected. So by theory, I should not be talking and walking or anything. Wow. So about nine to 12 months, I did not move. I did not speak and I did not move. I couldn't. So I jump in weight very quickly. So mm -hmm. when I started talking, I said, I told my husband, I want to do, I want to go big or go home. I, God gave me my voice back. You know, whoever gave me back my voice, I, I need to talk. It's the only thing that came back. My memories were gone. So I did this TEDx and I got in and I did the TEDx and I watched the video and I went, I'm not living what I just preached to the world before I die. Because my brain, they didn't know if I was going to be able to keep speaking. They thought I might lose it again. So here I am with my song, my swan song, and I just preached to the world something I wasn't even doing myself. So I really embodied that. So I started doing that, and then people started asking me to speak around the world. About six months later, I got sick. And they said, oh, that's your brain injury telling you that you're sick. Well, what ended up being was we found out I had breast cancer. It was a really rare form of breast cancer, and they gave me three months to live. Oh my goodness. Well, so I upped my game. I said, they said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to speak more. I've got three months to live. I got to, I got to save as many people as I possibly can. <laughs> and then I didn't die. And then I just made sure that I intentionally lived every moment of my life to help other people realize that life is too short. We're never promised tomorrow and that I need to turn on the lights on as many people as possible. And that's why I do that whole magnetism talk because so many of us in this world live small. Mm -hmm. And by living small, we're not living into our purpose because we're too busy apologizing for who we really are. I didn't find who I was until my body tried to die on me six times in the past five years. Yeah. So we have to live. We need to embody that magnetism, that, that who we are and go out and do it. So if you're in a rut, see it, 
recognize it and take a major choice in your life. Do or do not. If you want something different, step out of that rut, do something different. I know it's scary. It doesn't have to be big. Just go, you know, in the morning, instead of having tea, have coffee. Or don't drink coffee, have water. I mean, do little things every day. One thing every day, different. And I swear to you, your world will change if you let your brain realize that you will not fall apart if you don't do the routine that you always did. Yeah. People yeah. are fearful. I think like they don't do it because they are scared. Right. And it took you a, a life and death, multiple life and death situations. It sounds like to get out of that rut. Is there a way to do it? Where, like how can people do that? Take that leap if they're not having a life transformative event, but they're still in a rut. Like, is there any way to tr trigger it? Do they have to want to do it? Like how have to want to. Yeah. You have to realize, one, you are fully capable of doing anything you want. And two, you really want what you want. Some, so many times we say we want something and it's really not what we want. It's someone else told us that, oh, you want a house and two children and a, a dog and, you know, and a car. No, not all of us want that. What do you want? Not what some projection told you because you're 32 or whatever you're going to want. Do what you want and seek that. My, my book, my second book, It's Not Luck Overcoming You, is it precisely that. It is walking people through getting over their inner critic, getting over the, the stuckness in their life. I wrote it when I had my brain injury. Yeah. So I basically walk people through the book through stories and then ask you four questions after each chapter. And it's because I had to remember what I went through. When I had breast cancer, when you get cancer you're, and they give you three months to live, everything goes away. You're like, oh my God, I, I ran out of time. I wasted my time. And I found my notes from when I had my brain injury walking me through, get up, get up, stop complaining. You're not dead yet, get up. And I used those questions to get myself through my breast cancer. I thrived through my breast cancer because I was reading my own book. Mm. Wow. And so that's why I published it because I was reading it. <laughs> my husband's like, um, if you're using that, why are you giving that to the world? I'm like, yeah. well, because I'm dying and you know, it, the story might change. And he said, you said you weren't dying. I said, well, just in case, you know, the story might change. And he says, publish the dang thing and get it out. So I did. Is that the It's Not Luck Overcoming You book or? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have a new book, which is your, um, which is Step Into Your Light, which is your, it sounds like your, your message has the, almost like the, uh, the final chapter in the message or the next step in the message. It's the harder message. The it's harder. The stronger message. I kept everything really nice and um, Brady Bunchy. So very sweet. I kept all the stories sweet in the new, in the new book. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hardcore telling you why you need to get through things. Life is too short. So now that I've survived the brain injury and the breast cancer, I will tell you the hard truth of okay. getting through life so that you don't have to do what I did. I went the hard way to learn to get out of a rut. I don't want anyone to have to go through that. I think that my purpose in life was to suffer more so that I could share my story because I'm a storyteller. So the rest of you wouldn't have to suffer to learn that lesson. Yeah. 
Your background is so interesting, Michelle. You have such a diverse number of interests. You, my understanding is you're a radio show host on a community radio station in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Are you still actively hosting a radio show? Actually, now it's a podcast. And podcast. It's the, yes, and it's for the Bender Carey Group. It's called Mental Shift, Reaching Your Full Market Potential. Because I always talk to people and businesses about their mind shift the mental shift they had in order from being, let's say a corporate worker or whatever to growing their business into something else. There's always this mm -hmm. life event that happens. And I like to pick the lessons out of those life lessons. Mm, like a transformative events, like you've had yourself, the life and death situation, something that triggers them to take their life to the next level. Yes, because everyone has a story. Not all of them are life and death. Mine just happens to be kind of crazy like that. But not all of them are that, that tragic. But we can still learn from the things in our lives that occur. And if I have someone on my radio show, I know they have a story. And they do, no, no, I had a pretty easy life, blah, 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 blah. And I do, well, that's part of your story. Because your life was easy, you can see other things that those of us who had a hard life don't see. We need your perspective. We need to see why you see the other things that you see. And I walk them through it. Kind of okay. a coaching session online. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how do you usually get, so there's, when you're in an interview situation, uh, some guests sometimes don't want to talk as much or they don't share stories as much. How do you kind of tease that out of, out of guests? How would you, like, I guess it's not really sharing, they're sharing a lot of facts and you're like, well, those facts would be more fun if you just give it some dialogue, you know, <laughs> just tell us. Well, it's right out of the, right out of the, get out of the rut. I do. So really what's the story behind that? So why did you do that again? And they do, well, blah, 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 blah. I do, oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I will coax a story out of them. The curiosity will coax it out of them, right? Where if you truly are interested, everyone has a story, right? But you have to get them to tell it. Sometimes people are more reluctant than others to share. Well, anyone who meets me, and that's why I love Zoom calls where they can see my face, because I will coax them. <laughs> you can't be really quiet with my eyes staring at you like this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, hey, Michelle, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if our listeners want to find out more about you or what you're doing, what your next projects or adventure or even your book, where can they find you? My name, michellemoross.com. So it's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-R-A-S.com. And then I have a YouTube page. I'm on all social media. So if you want to be on my show, you guys both need to be on my show, uh, but my podcast, but anything like that. I'm so easy to reach on social media or go to my website, which is my name, michellemrs.com and uh, write me because I respond. <laughs> Mr. As. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Michelle. Such a pleasure to meet you. And uh, we'll definitely put links to all of this in our show notes. So thank you for coming on Inspired Leadership. Thank you for having me. I love that Inspired Leadership. It's mm -hmm. what we all should be doing. Thank you to our guest today, Michelle Merez, for coming on the Inspired Leadership Podcast. After the task, Tyler and I were reflecting on what animal we would pick to embody ourselves. Tyler landed on a dolphin, which is one of the most intelligent mammals, playful mammals out there. And I landed on a tigress, which is to me such a powerful, image to be a female tiger and something I try to embody every day and something I aspire to uh, be regarded as. Thank you for listening to the Inspired Leadership Podcast. If you like this podcast, we greatly would appreciate it if you would 
smash the like button, share the podcast, let us know what guests and topics you'd like us to cover on the topic of inspired leadership. Until next time, stay inspired.